Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Today we got a super important show because we're talking about the new public land bag limits in Ohio. So you've probably seen, or hopefully you've seen because season's coming up, if you're a public land hunter, Ohio has new restrictions on bag limits on public land. There's been tons of questions going around online, on our social media pages, about what, how that law is being interpreted. We've been in communication with the ODNR a couple of times because turns out they've been trying to figure out how this law is interpreted interpreted and basically we I think we finally gotten a good answer so that's what we're going to cover today before we get too far into that though Jeff updates from the field this week the main update I have from the field is uh I went out opening day of uh, squirrel season Specifically looking for uh, the black squirrel that I am targeting. To finish um, your grand slam, right? Right, to finish my grand slam. Um, I did not see that squirrel. And I passed on a couple of other uh, red squirrels that I saw, pine squirrels. Um, but on my way out of the woods, I saw... I actually had a uh, walnut fall from a tree and about clock me in the head. So then I, when I was looking to see where it came from... I had another one fall very close to me, and this time, you know, I'm looking up in the tree, so it about hits me in the face, Um, (laughs) but I saw the, it was a red squirrel up there, and I'm a couple feet from being done out of the woods, so I went ahead and shot it, and uh, it got caught in the canopy of a maple tree, Oh! so then there I am picking up sticks to try to knock the branches so that my squirrel falls out of the tree. So took me a little while. I made a whole ruckus in the woods trying to get this squirrel out, but I got it out and took it home. It was quite, would have been quite the scene to be, uh, witnessing on, on, uh, someone walked up to me in the woods. They would think I was a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, anything from you? Any updates? Uh, the only updates I have is um, I did go out and check. Uh, I was able to check the camera out at the horse farm. Did get some pictures on there. Uh, not a whole lot of pictures to where I had it set up. It was just over a salt block or a mineral block. Not exactly on. It was kind of hard to identify trails when I originally set that camera. Well, new trails versus old trails, I guess. I knew it was on a trail, but it was hard to tell if it was new or old. Now I've been able to identify some better trails. When I was walking back to the site where I have the camera, it's a little bit of a walk. However, it's uh, mowed paths, I guess, that kind of go the perimeter of this property because they use it as horse trails. And on that mowed path, I did identify two separate scrapes. Uh, So the scrapes are opened up. They're starting to use them. So I'm going to, next time I get out to that property, I'm going to actually move that camera from where I have it, where I'm getting a few pictures, uh, some decent looking bucks, but again, not a whole lot of pictures and basically nothing holding the deer in place to get a good look at them. They're kind of walking by, but I'm going to put it on the scrapes that I've seen open up and see what I can get. I think I'll probably get a pretty good inventory of the bucks coming through if I have it on there. 
That's a good sign though, starting to see some some scrape activity. I actually had a chance to walk a new property. I have permission to hunt this year. It was the first time I've been out there, walk around the property, so that was good. There's uh found a couple good spots. I'm hoping I'm hoping to have some success out there this fall. So keep everybody posted on that. So with that, I think we'll get into our topic. So like I said, the new regulation this year for public land is you're allowed one doe on public land from the start of season through the end of gun season. And then after gun season, public land is buck only. So some of the questions that we've seen are, what lands do these apply to? Is it all counties? Is it, you know, tons of confusion about this. So basically we're trying to clear a lot of that up. We have talked to the ODNR. Jeff, you've talked to them a couple times, right? Yeah, I've been calling them every couple of days trying to get updates on this because, you know, they were they were still trying to figure out how to actually enforce this law and how this law actually applied because the legislators made the law, but then left it up to them to enforce it and find out how they can enforce it. Right. And when we were, because we've been following this for a while, when they originally posted that, there was there was language in there saying state-administered or, or state-managed lands, right? Which Which gave us the question... Does that apply to Wayne National Forest? Because we hunt Wayne National Forest. That's federal land. Is Does that fall under this, this new law? And it sounds like the list that you got just yesterday, that it does. Yes, yes. The list that I just got yesterday, um, Wayne National Forest is included along with uh, all Ohio State forests as well. Because I know a lot of people were wondering about the state forests, or is it just the wildlife areas? And it is wildlife areas and state forests. So ba- basically, it's you said it's it's like a seven-page document, it's, right? It's a seven-page document that says which lands are owned by the ODNR and which lands are administered, and both the owned and administers this law new law affects. And it it sounds like the list of what's not included is shorter than the list of what is pretty much everything that is considered public hunting in the state more or less is covered under this correct yeah yeah they don't say what's not included but through my research i've only found a couple of small areas that would that are public hunting but are not included in this so we're going to post this list on our on our social media page so and we're Ohio Huntsmen on Facebook. It's that's probably the best way. We're we're Ohio Huntsmen podcast on Instagram, but posting links on on Instagram is a little tougher. But we're going to post the information on there. It's the full list that we that we were able to get from the ODNR on what public lands fall under this new one doe only rule. It's a long list. What are you guys' thoughts on this new law as to as far as why they're why they've done this um i mean i think the kind of general consensus as to why this is being implemented is they've been sending out surveys uh, the state's been surveying the hunters and the majority of people are saying they want to see more deer specifically on public land right so the intention of this whether it makes sense biologically to everyone or not 
uh, is to decrease harvest of does that could potentially be pregnant, which we all know the end of Ohio's gun season is after the rut. So the majority of does harvested during gun season are probably impregnated. Right. But the idea is buck only after that point uh, to decrease the harvest of pregnant does. Plus, just bringing the doe harvest down in general has been proven and shown to increase population numbers. Right. And the other thing that they're trying to do with making it so that you can't harvest does late season is they want to encourage the hunters to harvest the does early so that they aren't competing for resources with the does that are going to survive the winter. So they want to make the ones that survive the winter as healthy as possible. Right. So they're trying to remove them from the population as early as possible so they're not taking the resources of the does that are going to survive the winter. I would say another benefit of this is if it, if it works like I, I think or, or they think it's going to work, I think you're going to start to see more numbers on public lands, more, more deer numbers, more sightings which is going to increase opportunity, which will hopefully keep people engaged, will help get youth engaged, will give new hunters opportunities. You know, you don't have to go lease land somewhere or or try to get permission for somebody. You've got public lands, state public lands, federal public lands, that you can go out and shoot a deer. If you want to be a big giant buck hunter, then, you know, maybe you've got to pay the money to get on a lease or get permission from somebody where you've got where you're the only one that's not to say you can't kill big bucks on public land people do it every year but uh, a kid starting out hunting can be will be overwhelmed with trying to go out and and harvest a mature buck this gives more opportunities seeing deer is fun right now nobody likes to go sit in the woods and see nothing you know when the woods are dead it's like wow, that was kind of boring, kind of a bummer. There's always something to see, but if you see deer, whether you get a shot or not, it's always a better hunt. Mm-hmm. On the same note, though, I, I do feel that this will adversely affect the quality of bucks on public land because the people that are out there for meat, now, in order to get two deer on public land, they need to get one buck and one doe. Right. That's so. a good point. If you're a, If you're only a... What this law is going to do is if you're a, only a public land hunter, that's the only land you hunt, you are now limited to two deer because you've got the statewide one buck limit and you're only allowed to take one doe off of public land. Statewide. Right. So your county bag limits, if you only, this is only if you hunt public land exclusively, are irrelevant. It's two deer, one buck, one doe. Correct. If you're a public land hunter. The other thing to keep in mind uh, with this law is that you're going to want to harvest your doe early. You know, a lot of people want to harvest their does after they've harvested their buck. Right. They don't want to screw up their buck hunt. Right. So it's important for people to know this law now and be aware of it. So that they don't get to, after gun season, want to go harvest their doe and don't have the ability to. Do you think that this new rule is set in stone or do you think 
over the next couple seasons, we'll we'll see tweaks or or modifications to this. I think we'll see tweaks, and I hope we see tweaks because to me, it's a little bit shaky the law because it's it's strange to apply the same law to areas the most remote areas of you know the Wayne National Forest that could have overpopulation of deer and then wildlife areas where deer are almost eradicated you know so it i i hope that there'll be a tweak to kind of make it so that the places where the actual deer population is down are getting lower bag limits and the places where the deer population public land where the deer population is still fine have higher bag limits because i mean there there are still areas of the wayne national forest where the deer are overpopulated and they're adversely affecting the environment. Right. So that gives me a follow-up question because, Jeff, you're kind of our details guy on this because you've been the one that's been in the closest contact with the ODNR on this. The The lottery hunts, like the Ravenna Arsenal, those those lottery hunts that they do every year, those are are those public lands? Some of them are public. They, they are public lands. You are, you are supposed to report those harvests as public land harvests. Okay. Um, but they do not apply to this law. Okay. Controlled hunts have their own specific bag limits that are separate from your individual bag limit right. in okay. most cases. Some, some of them, you are using your regular bag limit, but in most cases, controlled hunts, you have a separate bag limit of deer that you can harvest for controlled hunts. Right. So if you guys are, are following us on social media, you'll you'll have seen that we went out this week actually to the lottery drawing for the Gottfen Nature Preserve lottery hunt. We uh, sadly didn't get drawn, but they told us before they did the drawing that your your bag limits, like the deer that you would have, if you had gotten drawn, the deer that you would have harvested from their did not count against your statewide bag limit. So that's... Except for bucks. You get one buck no matter where you kill it. Correct. Correct. And that was... Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way the Summit... When we got drawn for the Summit County Parks hunt last year, That's it was the same way, right? That is correct. Yes, yes. When we were drawn for the Summit County Park hunt, it had its own separate bag limit. So essentially on the Summit County Park Hunt, which is in Summit County, which last year, and I believe this year, again, it's a four-deer county, uh, majority of that is residential or Private. urban environment. Yeah. You know, it's so it's a pretty high limit because there's not a whole lot of hunting opportunity in Summit County. Um, but so I believe if I did our math right last year, not that we came anywhere near this, but I think we could have harvested like 10 deer total because we were allowed to do the six for the state of Ohio plus four additional on the summit hunt. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a little different than this got then because they said these do not count towards your, your state limit, but you're allowed, each hunter was allowed to take basically the state limit. You would have been allowed to take six deer out of got then and then an additional six deer on private land somewhere else. Or, you know, Right. Yeah. It, I think summit was the same way. I just meant, I think the way it works is you can take four deer on the Summit County Parks. You were allowed to take because it wasn't a one, you know, a one-day event, so to speak. It was, you know, you had a block of time is the way that that works. So you can tag, I believe it was four deer as Summit County under the Summit County Parks hunt, 
but then you also could tag deer off of that property as just your regular state deer. Oh, I see. You, you see could fill the county bag limit in right. addition to getting six deer for Correct. the controlled hunt. I see. Correct. So you could, if you only hunted in Summit County, you could fill the county bag limit twice. Actually, you could do above it because you were allowed six just as part of the park hunt. Oh, okay. It didn't okay. count towards the bag limit. Okay. Then the bag limit was four in addition to those six. Okay. We obviously came nowhere near that <laughs> when we did that. <laughs> right. That's an op. It's possible. No, I don't think where we were hunting, that parcel we were assigned, I don't think had that many deer on it. But um, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Okay. Is there anything else we want to cover on this before we, before we wrap up? I know this has been a... A huge point of confusion. We've seen a lot of stuff on social media about, oh, this is what the law means. Oh, no, this is what it means. No, this is included. No, that's, you know, there's been a lot of confusion. I guess all I would add, and this is not specific to these public land regulations or restrictions, is just in general, the regs book, although it is a quick reference guide, it is not all-inclusive. Yeah. The... Ohio Revised Code is what defines hunting laws. So if, just because this may or may not, I don't believe this is actually going to make the regs book because I think the regs book is already printed. Right. Does not mean that this doesn't apply to this hunting season. Yeah. And another thing along that same vein is if you have any questions about a regulation about this or any other regulation, there is a hotline for the ODNR that is specifically for law questions. Call that line. They're very helpful, and they will help you out. During gun season, I believe that that phone number is active 24 hours a day. During regular season, I believe it's open 9 to 5. You know, it's regular business hours, and they'll help you out. If they don't know the answer, they'll get you in touch with the person that does know the answer. That's a that's a great tip because we'll post that it's a phone number it's a phone number we'll post that phone number in the in the show notes because that's a great tip like jacob said just because it's not in the regs book the little you know the book that they hand out when you buy your hunting license at walmart or whatever wherever you buy your hunting license doesn't mean that it is not a law we we have firsthand experience with that where we thought we were on the up and up and found out we were doing something against the law that wasn't listed in the regs book so Make sure you're, you understand all of that. If you don't understand it or there's any question whatsoever, ask. Call this hotline. Yeah. I believe there's send an, an email, email address too, okay. um, but I've had less success with the email address. Okay. So it, you can even reach out to us. We will do our best to answer it. We are by no means the law, but we follow this stuff pretty closely. And if we don't know it, we'll do our best to to get you an answer. That being said, we hold no responsibility for any advice we give you because, like I said, we are not the law. We just are tuned into this space. We follow these laws. We're in communication with the ODNR pretty regularly. We can do our best to get you an answer. But that being said, anything we want to add before we wrap up today? I just kind of want to know in conversation, um, what are you guys' feeling on this law? Do you, are you for it? Are you against it? How do you guys feel about it? Personally, I am for it. 
I, especially down in the Wayne National Forest, the, the public land we hunt down there, we've seen dramatic decline. There's a lot of guys that hunt down there just for meat, and the attitude in the area we are has been brown it's down. Nothing wrong with that. And when they, way back when they had the the zones in the state, before they went to the county bag limits, everything's on a county bag limit now, when they were doing the zones, you had areas that were, in my opinion, dramatically overhunted, overharvested, being regulated the same way as other areas with, with less hunter, less opportunity for public public hunting. And so, you know, we talked... Well, this episode will probably go out before our goals episode, but in our goals episode, I'm going to, you know, I talked about wanting to, to, uh, do a, a hunting journal this year. And we've read in the hunting journal that our, our dad and his buddies kept that, you know, they would see and shoot way more deer than we even see, you know, like in one day than we would, than we see all week down there. So my opinion, I'm. I like it given the areas that, that we hunt. Jake, any thoughts on that? I would kind of echo what you said. I think in general, it's a good step in the right direction. Uh, I also would agree with Jeff. I'd like to see a little bit more clarity and specifying certain areas. I think the they kind of made a blanket law, and I'm hoping they go back and start now that once they get a little more time and see their results. Um go in and start picking and applying different, not to complicate the law. I mean, I don't want to necessarily make it so that it's too confusing and people don't know what they're doing or where they're allowed to hunt. Um, but if you do look, you know, out West, for example, I mean, they have very strict, um, you know, areas. If you draw a tag out there, you're for, you know, your tag is in zone, whatever. I'll just say a number, you know, 13 a, um, and you're responsible for knowing what the laws are in that specific area. Um, so it does fall on the hunter to know where you're at and what you're allowed to harvest. Um, at the end of the day, we want to do what's best for the population as a whole. Um, but I do hope to see a little bit more modifications, like you said, just to try and clear up, you know, the super remote places that are overpopulated versus the places that everybody and their brother fill the parking lot you know, those public lands that are way over harvested. Yeah. Um, you know, I want opportunity for everyone. Uh, like you said, the, especially with getting new hunters in the woods, um, there's just nothing that beats seeing the animal you're hunting. You know, if you sit in the woods and don't see a deer, deer hunting is no fun, especially yep. if you're brand new to it. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you don't know any different. That's all you know, is I sat here, I froze my butt off. And I didn't see anything. Why would I want to do this ever again? Right. Yeah. So I do like that it's going to bring the population back up, specifically on public lands. You know, I think a lot of the national media or that kind of stuff, deer hunting has become very private land driven, very big buck hunter. And I'd like to see, you know, the regular guy who hunts public land to continue to have opportunity to harvest deer and feed his family. So yeah. because of that, I like it. Generally, I mean, two deer is on the lower end if you feed a large family. But in that case, you know, it kind of goes back to you just have to try and get permission to hunt on some private pieces. Or if you have other guys you hunt with and they don't use as much, you know, you can always 
share the meat between your hunt club or whatever your your buddies i know down at our cabin we make sure everybody goes home with deer meat whether they shoot it or not kind of thing you know we after we get everything processed and we divide it up so that everyone who contributes down there gets something to go home with yeah. so or get involved in these lottery hunts that's another way to get access to public land that doesn't doesn't adhere to this new one doe regulation yeah my feelings on this is it's a step in the right direction I really hope that this isn't the final solution because it is a little bit too overreaching. Broad. Yeah. yeah, overreaching. Yeah, it's a good word for it. And I really, so it is a step in the right direction because public lands, and I think this is a side effect of Ohio trying to reduce the deer population. So they raised bag limits, you know, a few years back to pretty high numbers. Yeah. And, uh, what they found was everybody was harvesting those deer on the public land and the private land was still overpopulated, you know? So I think this is trying to kind of correct that in a, in a way. So I, I hope once they get it a little bit more corrected that they tune it, fine tune it a little better. But as most Ohio hunters, especially the ones that are hunting public land know, most public land, the deer population is way down now. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to see deer anymore. And I think there's a, I agree. I, I, I think there's an aspect of it that the ODNR needs to kind of do this slowly to get the information out. Like Jacob said, there's zones, every zone in some states out west has different laws or regulations that adhere to that. Um, Ohio doesn't have that, right? It's you got statewide hunting laws that apply to the state, and then you've got county bag limits going to some of these other, right? Just this one thing, right? Public one doe on public lands. We've seen massive amounts of confusion. Part of that was because I don't think it was communicated well. I don't think the ODNR knew when they first, you know, they published the books, and it was like, okay, what does this mean? You know, there was. There was confusion there. I'm with you. I hope they continue to tune this and do it in a way that is easy to understand for people. Stay tuned. We'll, uh, you know, if next season or whatever, uh, as these things change or update, we'll we'll be sure to keep everybody informed on on the new rules or new, even if they're proposing, right? They're, this stuff's all open for public comment. And if you're following along if you're following our social media pages we'll be posting about that when these are open for public comment that's your time to do your advocacy and put your two cents in let the odnr know what you're seeing let them know what you think i think jacob you mentioned the the surveys they've been sending out if you get a survey fill it out send it back that's absolutely if you get one of those deer hunter surveys uh Please fill it out. Please let the ODNR know, you know, your feelings because they really get very low response on those. Yeah. So if you get one of those, please take the time to fill it out and, you know, take your time filling it out. Let the, you know, that's your, your chance to really let the ODNR know, you know, hear your voice. Right. So please fill them out. Or if your buddy says, hey, the ODNR sent me this thing, you know, urge them. Like, hey, man, fill that out. Because that's that's our way as hunters to let the ODNR know our thoughts, our feelings, our opinions. So it's super important. 
Right. And um, I know I did receive one uh, last year, I believe. It might have been the year before. Uh, but I, it is not difficult to fill out. If, you know, if you've never seen one of these and you get this, you know, survey from the ODNR, don't be intimidated by it. It's very simple. You fill in a couple bubbles that says, you know, how many days a year do you hunt? On average, how many deer a day do you see? And the options are like zero to one, one to five, five to 10 or 10 plus. Like it's not difficult. Right. Um, so just fill out the bubbles. I'm 99% sure they give you postage paid. I mean, you don't have to put it, you don't even have to waste money on your own stamp. You just have to fill it out at the end of the season, put it back in the mail. Yeah. So it's even if you do easy. have to buy a stamp, it's a stamp. And it's, you know, it's helping our, our hunting culture, our, our hunting heritage. So if you have to buy a stamp, buy a stamp. <laughs> well worth it. Right. Well worth the stamp for the ODNR to, to hear your voice. Right. Okay, so anything else that we want to cover on the new public land bag limit, one doe only? Please check our uh, social media because we will post this list so that you can see... Um, what areas are included. Um, so please check our social media for that list so you know if your favorite public hunting area is included or if, if not. Yeah, that, that also reminds me, during the show, if we, you know, if we mention a link or a website, we try to post all of that stuff in the show notes. So, so make sure you're following or, or checking the show notes. If there's something that you have a question about from the show, check the show notes. There's links in there. There's information in there. We try to make sure that we get all the all the highlights from the show in there. That also is a uh, a good reason to subscribe to the show so that you can easily get to it and see the show notes. We'd also super appreciate it if you would give us uh, a review on iTunes. That that really helps us in the rankings. Help people, other people, find the show. Tell your buddies about the show. Um, that's super important, you know. Word of mouth, getting getting the word out about the show is is uh, really helps us, and it and it helps us get the word out for issues like this. Helps us inform and educate people in the state about about these kind of changes. So, anything else? Nope. Shaking nope. heads. Nope. 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 Good. Don't believe so. All right. Well, this has been a good one. Um, like I said, reach out to us on on social media if you have any questions. Reach out, you know, get in communication with the ODNR. They, they want to hear from you. So with that being said, follow us on social media, Facebook, Ohio Huntsman. We are Ohio Huntsman Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to the show. If you, if you find it helpful, if you find this stuff educational, tell your buddies about it. You know, rave about us on, uh, on Facebook. Post a screenshot of you listening to the show. All of that helps. Uh, give us a review on on iTunes and subscribe. That way you're you get notified of new episodes. And with that being said, we are gonna turn this one off. Thanks for listening. <laughs>